This is Eric Lee, and thank you for joining us again for another episode of the Elite Agent Training Podcast. I've got one of my great agents here, Cade Lucero. And uh, Cade, I don't know how long you've been with me either. It's all a blur, everybody that I talk to. It's not yeah. been too long. What is it? Uh, it's I, five? I don't know, probably. Five I've been years? an agent for about 10 years. I, I yeah. don't know how long I've been with Equity. Okay. I've bounced around. I'm, I'm home now at yeah. Equity, but I, I've bounced <laughs> that's around good, a little bit. That's so. good to hear. Yeah. Um, but... Kate has some different stories to tell than other agents that we've interviewed in the past. He's branched out and expanded in some areas in real estate that I'm excited to talk to you about today. So thank you for joining us here today. Sure. Thank you. All right. Now, typically, I like to get started just to get to know somebody. There's a mm -hmm. lot of listeners that might be real estate agents that are just getting into this as a career. Um, we have listeners that are very part-time, and mm -hmm. they're always toying with the idea, how do I make that decision to take this full time and, you know, take that risky step. So I want to hear from you. What was it that got you into this business and, and how did that come about? Yeah. So, uh, I was actually in, I was actually in high school and I, uh, my, my buddy's dad, um, sold real estate in the nineties and was, did extremely well, even back then did very, very well. Um, and he's since retired for, you know, decades, but he, yeah. he bought a lot of real estate. And, you know, we, I, I go and hang out at his house after school and it's the middle of the afternoon and he's home in this big, nice house. And my parents are at work. I'm okay. What, how, what do I want to do? Do I want to go that route or do I want to go, you know, do I want season passes for my family of six to Disneyland? Like he had, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of what got me into it. It's almost the, like the rich dad, poor dad. Story. It is rich. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> yep. Yeah, totally. So, um, so, so it started really yeah, I mean, as soon as I was 16 and had a car, I was, uh, my parents aren't listening, I was skipping school <laughs> to go to go look at real estate. That's what I was what I was doing with, uh. with my buddy, and so that's kind of how I got started. And then I did a, uh, an internship uh, in high school when I was 17 at a real estate office oh, really? um, for a few months and had enough credits, and so I was really just, that's pretty much what I was doing. So um, the state doesn't let you get your license until you're 18. Were you, you to be, on top of it as soon as you were 18? Uh, yeah, yep. So 18 and three weeks. So youngest agent in the state, probably one of the youngest in the country. Yeah. Um, if someone was younger, it was because their state processed their license in two weeks instead of three. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, uh, 18 and then uh, high school diploma. So I graduated right. early in March. Um, and yeah, everybody else was going to school till May and I was going to the office. So that's, that's a fun story. I've thought a lot about that I, I got into real estate, let's see, when I was 30. Hmm. This is 20 years for me. So yeah. um, if you do the math, that makes me 45, yeah. maybe, <laughs> maybe 39. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, and I've, I've thought often if I hadn't wasted so much time with other jobs, if I'd gotten into this. Mm -hmm. and, and it turns out, I mean, I didn't know anything about real estate, but I get into it and my mom comes to me and says, you know, your grandpa was a real estate agent. I'm like, mm -hmm. no, I didn't know that. That would have been, that would have been cool to know, you know, yeah. and maybe give me an advantage. But I have wondered that a lot. And much to the bemusement of my ex-wife, I've told my own kids like, hey, I'd love for you guys to come work with me. Uh -huh. You don't have to go to college. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's yep. like, don't tell them that. Yeah, yeah. So that's fun. That's cool yeah. that you got started that early. Yeah. And how hard was it for you to get the business off the ground? Impossible. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like it was, it, it was, it was bad. And fortunately I, you know, and I, I was living at home and right. so I didn't have any, you know, if you have a family and a other, it's hard, harder. Um, 
but no, it was hard. I, I uh, called for sell by owners and expireds because that's what you did back that's in what the day. I did. And it was bad. I, everyone else seemed like they were getting all this business from this. And I was calling people. I'd wake up in the morning. I'd put a tie on because that's what you have to do to be successful. And I'd go to the office and I'd call people who don't want to be called all day long and get hung up on and cursed at. And then at five o'clock, everyone's going home. Mm-hmm. And I get in my O2 Hyundai Accent with no AC. <laughs> and I go out and I knock doors for two or three hours. And I did that for six months mm-hmm. until I got a deal that was, I won't go into it, but it was luck, you know? Yeah. And, and then I just, I totally changed how I was doing my business. What, you know? what but, did you change to? Well, so I, I, I went more online. Um, and, uh, I started doing more open houses for agents and I I wanted people to come to me. Yeah. You know, it just changes the dynamic. When someone calls you, they want something from you and I can provide, you know, I can show this house, you know, versus, Hey, can I list your house? I know you don't want to pay me because it's for sale by owner Mm -hmm. or you hate your last agent because it's expired and you don't like agents because they don't sell houses because you're listing just, but yeah. So I just changed the dynamics. How, how can I get people to come to me versus okay. go to them? I like that. I was, um, I came prior to the age with social media and all that stuff. Uh-huh. And so for me, that was my, I, I did a lot of what you did. I didn't know anybody. So I was making yep. the phone calls and I was knocking doors and I just did it long enough mm-hmm. that it happened to work. But it was, it was eight months in and I'd only closed four deals, mm-hmm. which paid the bills barely, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we were just operating right on that thin line. Um, and then I changed how I was doing it and just turned it more into a business. And, you know, I systemized everything yep. that I did and I tracked my results and I said, okay, if I do this long enough every day, then I'll get at least one appointment a week. And, mm-hmm. and for me, I took the, uh, the hard part of it for me was getting myself to do that every day. And so I just turned it into a habit that mm-hmm. you have to do this every day. This is what you do every day and that worked. But we have evolved and, and yeah, there's still agents to do that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, there's not much inventory now, right. but you know, but, and uh, expireds don't exist, mm-hmm. but um, whatever works. But, but we've evolved and there are more options available. There are a lot more options. Back yeah. then those were kind of the options. Mm-hmm. Go do this and, and there are more options available today. And I like hearing people that made it to the top in a different way than I did. Yeah. So yeah, it's a good story. Yeah. Now, most of the people that I talk to have, um, they have a good loyal customer base, you know, at this point, because again, when you start, it's harsh to do phone calls and door mm-hmm. knocking and all that stuff, doing that every day. And there's people that still do it. They've made an entire career out of it. Mm-hmm. They're making 400 calls a day. They're using special software, you know, the auto dialer software. Mm-hmm. It's brutal. It's a brutal mm-hmm. game, but they do it and they make it work. And that is one of the ways to make it work. But most of the people that I talk to prefer to have, like you said, people come to them. Mm-hmm. What is it that you've done that makes yourself stand out to your sphere of influence? The people that know you, what is it you do that makes you stand out so that they want to keep coming back to yeah. you. So I, I, I didn't start with a, with a sphere. And I don't even like to call it a sphere today because it's, it's not a sphere, it's a network. That's a small difference. But mm-hmm. it's like, you know, sphere is like family, friends. 
when I started, I, I was eight. I was a child. Yeah. You know, I'm 28 now. I'm still a child to a lot of people. <laughs> I have to keep this goatee because I, you know. Um, I'm but, the same way. If I don't have this, yep. people think I'm 20. It's so yep. frustrating. I look like I'm 12, but with a goatee, I look like I'm 15. So it helps. But no, so I didn't have that. So family, like you're you're a kid. And I'm not going to use you to. Yeah. You know, and friends are literally in high school going to math class. I didn't have any. Yeah, they're not buying home. And so you just, I I didn't know anybody. So anyway, how do I differentiate myself is I, I create indisputable value to the point where you don't have a choice, but to use me. If Mm -hmm. you want to do what I do, which is invest in real estate and that's 80, 90% of my business. I work with investors there's not a lot of agents that know how to do that yeah, and could even tell you what a house would rent for, or yeah, I can help you find a rental property. And they start showing them condos. Like this is not a, and so, um, so I just create that value and that value comes from, comes from knowledge. That's mostly been uh, a lot of stuff that's been self-taught a lot of stuff that has been learned from some of the old dogs in the industry that worked, did business in the eighties and that's all they did was seller financing. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I've learned a lot from them and how to structure deals. And I've done, this is another thing. If, if anyone's listening and wants to, is looking for an investor agent, whoever you use, the number one question should be, well, do you own any rental property? Yeah. And if the answer is no, or if it's, yeah, I do. It was a house that I bought and then I moved out of it. And so you're a landlord by default. You didn't buy that to rent it. Right. That's not a landlord. That's not a, so. Right. So that's how I do. And, and, and so with that knowledge and after having discussions with people, how to structure deals and all these things, I, I can showcase that knowledge. And I've had people who their mother-in-law is an agent and they still use me. Yeah. Because she doesn't know how to structure or negotiate this stuff. I've had branch managers of mortgage companies. How many agents does a branch manager at a mortgage company that's been doing for 30 years? Right. Hundreds. Hundreds of agents. Did not have a pre-existing relationship with him, didn't know him through family or church or anything. I met him and said, this is what I do. And he's like, great, let's do it. Um, I actually, I was going to tell you about this. I haven't yet. Um, I, I just had a buyer broker agreement signed by another licensed agent. So I'm now representing another licensed agent. And it's not like she sells one house a year. She right. doesn't sell as much as I do, but she does it for a living. Yeah. And she <clears throat> called on my listing and I started talking with her and talking about terms and stuff. And I said, well, would you consider interest only? And she said, oh, that didn't really even occur to me. Oh, okay. So I started talking about why that's better for both parties. And, mm-hmm. and, um, talked about some other stuff and I said, okay, well, and then, and how do you, how do you want to close that? Like, how do you want to record the, it is, uh, it, there, there's no rat, there's no underlying words. We're not gonna do a rap or anything like that. Right. Do you need a trust deed or, or can we do a contract for deed or a uniform real estate contract? Can we do any of this stuff? Um, and she just kind of paused and was like, I, I literally don't know what any of that is. Yeah. And so the conversation just evolved and I just said, listen, I'm just going to help you find something. And she's like, would you? Yeah, I'll do that. 
So she's looking, in conclusion, she's looking for, her and her husband are looking for a, a million dollar investment property. They'll probably get a fourplex, maybe a really nice triplex. Mm -hmm. um, and is forfeiting a $30,000 commission so that I can represent that her. what they're doing. Yeah. But if I save her two point, you know, if they're, you know, if I get her 5% interest set of seven, and you don't just ask for that. Yeah. You got to play with the terms a little bit. And yeah. how do we get, you know, make it better for them, but better for you. If I can save them two points and they're paying 5% instead of seven on a million dollars, that saves them 20,000 a year mm -hmm. in, in, in interest. And even so, without calculating the savings, and I, I believe you can do that, but there's a lot of other things that you can calculate into it. Would they ever get one? Would they get discouraged with the process? Right. Would I say, would they say everything's too expensive for right now? I, right. And I hear this from a lot of people. Interest rates are high enough now that you can't really do investing yeah. because interest rates are so high you can't cash flow anything. Yeah. And that stops a lot of people in their tracks. And so whether they're saving money or not, they're sitting on this money that's not doing anything for them in the yeah. stock market. You help them do something with it, show them a way to structure it to actually make it work that without you, Absolutely. they wouldn't have it at yeah. all. Yeah, you can always, in any market, you can find a reason to not do a deal. But likewise, you can also find a reason to do a deal. There's yeah. no competition now. Yeah. Like I, I, I was, I've talked to guys that, um, and I couldn't, I've, I've got my hands in a couple other deals personally, so I, I was going to scoop it up. But, um, but I, I just saw a, a fourplex in, in West Valley. They took off the market. Phenomenal. I won't go into the details, but phenomenal terms. You know, 10 years interest only, 5%. Um, it was like 10% down, you know, for a hundred mm -hmm. grand, you control a million dollar asset. And, and they, they took it down because there was a lack of interest. Wow. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't, you know, so I'm gonna sell some stuff. I'm like, well, I'm gonna move some stuff around and see what we can do. But, <laughs> but yeah, you can always find a reason to do a deal or to not do it in any market, but you can't make money on a property you don't own. Yeah. So just buy in, in every market. Yeah. It's just kind of my mantra. Cool. I love that that value. I just, you know what distinguishes you? I create indisputable value. Yeah. Where they have to yeah. use me. You, you have to. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. I love that. I yeah. love that. That's great. So that takes a lot of knowledge. Now you said that's, you said, you know, following some old dogs, uh, yeah. learning some trial and error. Are you, are you in any of the like investor associations? I know I, that we've got you know, some of our brokers run like the Salt Lake Real Estate Investor Association mm -hmm. or the Northern Utah Investor Association. Do you affiliate with some of those? I, I, I used to go to the RIA meetings and, and some other stuff. It, it's, um, there, there's a lot of new people there. Mm -hmm. And that's great because we all start somewhere. Right. Um, I, I didn't think at this point, I think it's a great place for people to go and start and get their feet wet and learn the terms and, and all this. But, um, it's not a good use of my time at this point because I'm mostly answering questions than You're asking not benefiting questions. as much. Yeah. You're just... Yeah. I'll go to industries. I just went to a conference in Salt Lake. It's, a, it's actually a national conference. just happened to be held in Salt Lake. Mm -hmm. um, it was a multifamily conference. And so I'll do stuff like that, you know, to learn. Yeah. And yeah, just the, you know, we need to learn from our elders and the people. The second to last deal that I, um, that I did for my... It was a fourplex in um, Salt Lake... And the agent came out and showed me the property, really old school, shook his hand, I actually met the yeah. owner there. Um, it was his 80th birthday, mm -hmm. and he was showing 
property. He's been a licensed cool. agent for 60 years. That's cool. And I, his name slips my mind and that's going to bother me, but, um, he actually helped draft the seller financing addendum. Oh, really? So it was kind of, I was kind of, you know, it was kind of an honor to meet him. I yeah. use this addendum all the, you know, and, and was so he in Cash Valley. No. Oh, okay. No, he was in, um, yeah, he's in Salt Lake. Okay. Some of my favorite old dogs are up there in Cash Valley. Oh so. yeah. 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 I, I have, a, just, this is just a sidebar, but like my, my, uh, real estate attorney, um, you know, you have a good real estate attorney when he comes in in cowboy boots because nobody knows more about real estate than an old farmer or, a, right. y- you know, so yeah, I, I get what you're saying with the Cash Valley. So yeah. cool. Um, <clears throat> so we've talked about where most of your business come from, comes from uh, kind of in a roundabout way, but mm-hmm. just to ask you directly, it's primarily investors that you're working with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The nice thing about that is if you make it work for them, they become repeat clients because yeah. you're making them money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't make it work for them, you wouldn't be where you're at because right. you'd have somebody would come in, experience a big loss because you didn't know what you were doing. They'll of course never use you again. They won't refer you again. But you've been doing this for a while now, mm-hmm. and it's dominoed to the point where you're consistently one of the higher performers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, and, and it's it's so weird. I was thinking about this the other day. I talk myself out of more business than than business that I get, and so I, and I think that's one of the reasons that that I have gotten the referrals that I get. I get referrals from lenders mm-hmm. because they. I mean, I don't. If you've ever heard of that, a lender giving an agent a referral, usually often, it's yeah. the yeah. opposite. They're taking us to lunch to right. get our clients because um, they'll have someone that looks for four or five, six months and they can't find anything because nothing cash flow, blah, blah, blah. You mm-hmm. know, and I'm like, well, before you give up, call Cade and, and yeah. then we're under contract in like three weeks. And they do that because they know I can get those deals. But I talk myself out of more business because like I'll have a guy that calls me and say, I, I want to sell this property and I buy something else. And like, well, can I ask why you want to sell this property? Well, I, I won't qualify for right. another one. Okay. Well, why don't we refi this? I've got some non-QM contacts that you don't need tax returns to to do this. Or right. um, you could refi that traditionally, and then we'll use seller financing to buy your next one. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I really don't want you, he who dies with the most real estate wins. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't want you to, I'm a real estate agent. I don't get paid to tell you this. I really don't want you to sell this place. If you yeah. need to and personal stuff, fine. But if we can do it without selling it, um, then we can build some wealth. I've never met I've never met someone that sold a property that wasn't in like a personal hardship situation, but that sold a property that didn't regret it five mm-hmm. years later. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. and so, or someone, I, I'm constantly saying no. Someone will. Um, We'll say, oh, yeah, I, th- this is the one. Let's write an offer. And I look at and just at a glance, I see the price and I see the unit mix. And I say, this is this, these are one bed, one bath units. In the same price range, we can find stuff that are two bed, one bath units. They're going to rent for 20% more yeah. for the same price. Yeah. We're not writing on this. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay, that makes sense, you know. And so I'll underwrite, I mean, sometimes 100 properties to get one and find the one that works that works and when it does they're ecstatic and yeah. you know then they keep coming back and i don't i don't have a lot of people that i work with right i you know they'll do three deals a year 
Yeah. You know, and you I don't so need you, a lot. You don't need a lot. Yeah. The ones you have are doing three deals a year. Yeah. 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 Um, let me give you a second. I'm going to ask a question for me, mm-hmm. but I'm going to ask one for you here as well. Mm-hmm. And I know that you've talked to me about this a little bit in the past, but give me a little plug about some of the unique things that you're doing right now to help investors that may be a little less savvy. They're, you know, they've got some money. It's doing nothing for them in the bank. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing that can help them. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I've been able to add a lot of value to individual investors, you know, who want to buy some property, but it's still, you know, I still have a lot of people. They just still don't want to deal with it. They're like, yeah, that's great. I know I can make more money. I know it's a more stable asset. I know there's tax benefits. I just don't want to deal with it. I don't want to qualify for the loan. I don't want to manage the tenants. I don't want to manage the manager, right? With the property manager. Um, And, and so I actually, I I started, I started a fund um, and it's called Cedarway Capital. And uh, you check us out, it's cedarwaycapital.com. And, and so basically what I do is I'm, I raise money from investors, people who want to invest in real estate, but they don't want to manage it. So they get all of the benefits. You get all the pass, you get K1s, you get all the pass through tax benefits, you get all the cash flow, you get everything. Mm-hmm. I find the deal, I source the deal, I finance the deal, I negotiate the deal. We, we do the refis, we, we do the disposition, the sales, we, we just do everything. It's, it's like, it's not a mutual fund, but it's like a mutual fund. Yeah for for real estate yeah so they have an ownership interest in it Mm -hmm. yeah they they have a they have an ownership interest and like i said they get a k1 and and um yeah it's 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 been a great option for a lot of people who don't want to get their hands dirty or um want to diversify a little bit or and 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 it's not always you know I, i i've raised money from from landlords who have been doing this for 30 years and they love real estate, but they don't want to manage it. So they'll right. sell their property and invest in the fund or, or people who have an IRA. You, you can, most people don't know, you can buy real estate in your IRA. Mm-hmm. And, and so we accept IRA funds, some 401k fund, you know, you can do a rollover or whatever, but, um, and so, yeah, so we're raising capital to, to do bigger deals across the country. And then you really get me cause then I can negotiate yeah. Not just as your agent, but now as 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 another form of fiduciary, yeah. Um, and you don't have to do anything. That's cool. Yeah, cool. yeah. It, it's it, I'm really excited about it. Yeah. So we're we're adding we're adding a lot of value. We're adding real estate to people's retirement portfolios, and they that that didn't know that it was possible. Yeah. So it's really cool. Putting some things within reach that otherwise might yeah. not be. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, the stock market's been down double digits for a year and a half. Yeah, a year like. Even if it was up, there's no tax benefits. Like right. it's, it's just, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's something that I'm excited about. Um, and uh, yeah, we're, we're doing deals. And know, those are some country, complicated so. things. And I know we have agents listening. And one of my concerns is with new agents, there's like, like you mentioned with some of these classes, it's a lot of new people going. I see a lot of bad concepts being taught. Yeah. My, my hackles go up a little bit. Anybody, anytime somebody starts talking, well, let's get creative here. Yeah. There are creative legal ways to do things. Yeah. But I see people stepping over that line almost always unknowingly. Yeah. You know, um, and some people are caught up in the wake, the newer real estate agents and things like that. One of the things that you've done, you've mentioned, is you've got a real estate attorney yeah. that overlooks all of this stuff. He makes sure that it's, it's done the correct way so that everybody can experience the benefits that you're. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your broker is your best friend and and we don't talk a lot, but when we do, I feel like it's a, 
um, not a big problem, but it, it could go wrong if it's not yeah. done the right way or it's a very obscure thing. And I've been really impressed with you too because I sometimes, you know, I run across stuff and you're like, oh yeah, this and this, you know, so you're very mm -hmm. familiar with that. So your broker is your best friend and um, specific to what I'm doing, I mean, anytime you you accept investment from someone that's regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission yeah, and you will go to prison. So yeah, you need a, don't try this at home type of thing, right? right? Yeah. You need a real estate attorney and you need a good one. And I interviewed probably 10 of them. And, um, but yeah, your broker is your best friend. And when in doubt, ask. Mm -hmm. um, and there was a, there's a top agent. Um, and I'll say his name because he's great. His, his name's Joe Holden. He's at Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah. And he's uh, not only a top agent there, he's a top agent in the state. Um, and I was fortunate enough, that's where I started was Prudential before it was Berkshire. And he kind of took me under his wing and taught me some stuff. And, and I remember there was a situation, um, and I was young, obviously, young yeah. in age and young in business. And uh, I don't remember the exact situation, but I believe it was my listing and the buyer's agent. Um, we, we were trying to figure out how to do something outside of closing, which is not good. Right. Um, like loan fraud, like really bad. Yeah. And so, um, and so he just said, well, why don't you just increase my buyer agent commission and I'll take my commission and then that excess I'll pass on to the buyer. Right. And so it's all, it's still on the, it's still on the HUD. There were HUDs at that time. Right. And, and I'm like, huh, okay. Now I would say, take a hike. We're not, if we can't do it the right way, we're not going to do it. I guess right. the deal's going to die because we're not going to, but, um, so I went into Joey's office and I said, Joe, what, what do you think about this? And immediately he said, if you have to ask, the answer's no. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not, you know, and there's things we ask about, hey, you know, how do we get creative with this or how mm -hmm. can we structure this deal? But it's, you just don't want to go down that road. Yeah. Yeah, I have that conversation every single day. I said, just the fact that we're on the phone right now, because uh -huh. they're like, how would you interpret this? I'm like, if it's up for interpretation, our paperwork's not clear. Yep. You know, let's do a better job. Yep. So um, now a question for me. Yeah. All right. And not so much for me, but for everybody listening. What was what is one piece of advice that you would give to a brand new agent starting out in this business that, you know, we talk about 80, 85 percent failing within their first year. What and, and you had a rough start as well. Yeah. What would you say is the one piece of advice that you would give them to help them be in that top? 10, 15%. Yeah, I, I would say you, you need to specialize in something. Um, doesn't matter what it is. Whatever mm -hmm. makes sense to you, um, you need to specialize in something. So, you know, I, you know, full transparency. I was like an average agent. I mean, I paid the bills. I was able to buy a house. I was, mm -hmm. you know, for most of my career. But in the last few years, I have specialized in investors. And I became an expert in that. And, you know, we can do anything but we can't do everything. Right. So if you're willing to just sell any, you know, you just, you never get an opportunity to specialize. And if you never specialize, you can never differentiate. Yeah. And there's no value there. And, and so if you want to specialize, like when I was starting and your specializ specialization may change. When I was starting, I worked with first time home buyers. Mm -hmm. I'm a kid. So I'm going to help kids. Yeah. Buy, so what do first time home buyers buy? They buy condos. Yeah. They're cheap. And so I, I, specialized in condos. I knew every HOA and what they covered and which ones would allow you to rent in their bylaws. So if they wanted to move out at a later date and 
all this other, you know, in every community and every, and I'm like, yeah, let's get this one and this one. And I actually, this is an interesting story. Um, everything used to be FHA right. loans. Yeah. And if a condo community is not FHA approved, you can't get an FHA loan. Right. That was like 90% of what everybody did. And, and so I would identify, okay, which condo projects are FHA approved? And then I would set up a hot sheet that gave me a listing alert for properties that were only had cash conventional terms mm-hmm. advertised. And so they'd sit on the market for like till they almost expired because people thought that you couldn't buy it on an FHA loan. I knew that you could, right? but an agent messed up. One little checkbox on the input sheet of FHA and no one looks at the house. Yeah. And so you know, then you get it for a killer deal because it's, Cause it's been sitting there because it's been sitting there no for a while. And you know, so anyway, that that's what I, you need to specialize, okay. specialize in condos, specialize in investor stuff. Maybe you specialize in open houses. There was a, there was a guy, uh, when I, when I started, he did open houses mm-hmm. and that's all he did to market. And he got these massive, like they have at car dealerships, like those big flags, oh, yeah. these big old flags. And one of those wavy things, the blow up thing uh-huh. that car dealership, you know, in the front yard and all this stuff. And, and he, he had more turnout at those open people that didn't want to buy or sell, but would show up and it looks really good to the sellers. And he got sellers. He didn't just get, usually we hold them to get buyers and he got mm-hmm. buyers, but sellers would come in and say, I want to sell my house. Would you do all this stuff, all this stuff yeah. for me? And so we got listings from open houses. And so specialize, yeah. become good at something. Yeah. I've never thought about it like that. I think when I started, I was probably specialized in for sell by owners. Yeah. really good at it. And I'd have other agents come up to me and say, why are you doing this? This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And not only did they not see the results I was getting, they couldn't even see why I would do it in the first place. Yeah. And I'm like, your blind spot is where I'm making all my money. Uh-huh. And it was great. Uh-huh. So that's great. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. It, it's been good having you on here, Kate. I appreciate yeah. your time uh-huh. joining us here, sharing some of your knowledge. Uh-huh. All this stuff makes me think uh, where I could be better too. I, uh-huh. I appreciate that. Yeah. Any uh, last words? Yeah, I, I think I think the last thing I would say, I'll try and be brief, but the last thing I would say is maybe a last piece of advice would be that as agents, you know, we focus so much on on selling and, and very transactional. And I think that we don't realize that there's going to be a time when you don't want to show houses on a Saturday evening anymore. Yeah. And so, you know, for someone... Uh, we, we need to buy what we're selling, which mm-hmm. is real estate. And so yeah. I, I would just advise everyone to invest in real estate in, in any way that you can. If, if you can only afford a condo, then buy a condo. If you can yeah. only afford it, you know, and, and build up to it. And, and so I just, I, I wanted to touch on just a couple of points before we ended, because no one told me this when I started. Yeah. And, and if I would have known those things, I, I would be worth, many, many, many millions more. And so, um, so, so real estate, just a a simple, like a simple acronym that I use for a lot of my investors, real estate is the ideal investment. So I is income, D is depreciation, E is equity, A is appreciation, and L is leverage. And and so those are all kind of the great benefits. And, and, you know, like say there's, there's two types of people in this world people who pay taxes and people who own real estate. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's great benefits to doing that. And, 
and I guess I, I think the last thing that I would end on is um, we there's a big misconception that we buy real estate for cash flow. And it doesn't matter what interest rates are. Most properties just don't cash flow, right? Especially after maintenance and other stuff. Um, but but when we that that last um, that L right it, leverage, that is why we invest in real estate. And this is the one thing I wish I would have known is that when when you can put twenty percent down on a property, uh, you know if, if you're buying a if you're buying a million dollar property, and you can put two hundred thousand dollars down. That million dollar property is going to appreciate. Let's say it's five percent a year. Right. You're going to make fifty thousand bucks. Okay, there's closing costs and other things. These are one-time fees that are spread out over the life of the investment. Mm -hmm. They're not huge. So you've got a million dollar property. It's going to go up in value by five percent to make fifty grand, but you only put two hundred thousand down. So that's a twenty-five percent rate of return. Right. Which is excellent year after year, and that's only one of those numbers in your. Ideal. That's only one of the number, you know, yeah, and letters, and, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the letters in our thing, you know, but but that's the most important thing is because you only put up 20% or 10% if you sell or finance. That's the other thing. You don't need tax returns. Mm -hmm. There's non QM loans out there. There's yeah. DSCR loans that people can look up. There's and seller financing and just do whatever you need to do. And and that should be a, a focus is to is to buy real estate and, and understand that we don't buy for the cash flow, we, we buy for the appreciation, that leveraged growth. And, and again, like you said, that's year after year after year. I don't flip yeah. house, I have, but I, I don't flip houses. I don't, I buy rentals on great terms. I throw tenants in there and I fix stuff promptly. And if I lose a few hundred bucks a month, okay, I keep some cash so I can cover that. But I'm gonna, you know, double my money in four years. Yeah every four years yeah. for the rest of my life. And it's all tax-free. That's cool. So anyway. Well, thank you. That's what I would end I on. appreciate the final word. That's yeah. A, that's a good ending right there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. All right. And that's a wrap for today's episode. We hope you found the discussion valuable. Remember, if you're looking to take your own real estate career to the next level, be sure to visit EliteAgentTraining.com for our exclusive training program. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new agent or a veteran in the industry. If you're looking to increase your business, this program will get you there. Thanks for tuning in, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for more valuable insights and tips. Until next time.